You're listening to How to Win with Mike Moore, the podcast that provides you with practical insights on how to win in every arena of life. Hello, I'm Mike Moore, and welcome to this Thursday edition of the How to Win podcast. These podcasts are based off 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, Now thanks be unto God, who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. Well, it's Thursday. I'm so glad to spend this time with you. I want you to tag a friend, call somebody, let them know they can get us on Facebook, YouTube. We are ready to share a life transforming word with you today. In our last session, we began a new series entitled Dating Intelligence. Come on, say that. Dating Intelligence. And the theme of this series is worldly dating habits versus biblical dating habits. That's what we're talking about. Worldly dating habits as opposed to biblical dating habits. And which are you embracing? Are you operating in worldly dating habits or are you operating in biblical dating habits? I'm going to go back to a uh, foundational text that I closed with in our first uh, session because this will be lesson two. I ended with this scriptural biblical text, Proverbs 24, 27 in the New King James Version. It says, prepare your outside work Make it fit for yourself in the field and afterward build your house. Now, each one of these lessons on dating intelligence, I have a subtopic. Our subtopic today is ready or not, here I come. Ready or not, here I come. So we're going to be talking about dating readiness. Are you ready to date? Should you be dating in this season of your life? Dating readiness. When we go back to that background text, we see the proverb here uh, is communicating something both naturally and spiritually or relationally. It says, prepare your outside work, make it fit for yourselves in the field, and afterward build your house. So from a natural standpoint, this proverb is teaching that a man clears the field, remove the trees, cultivates the land before he builds his house. I believe that this is a warning against rushing into relationships as we relate it to dating. I believe that it is a warning against rushing into relationships, rushing into marriage before a person is spiritually, emotionally, or financially prepared. In our last lesson, I brought up the issue of prospects. And maybe some of you are saying, man, I hadn't dated in years. I don't see no prospects for me dating. 
And what I wanted to communicate, and I did communicate in our first session, is your lack of prospects may be a legitimate issue. But we're going to trust that issue to God. And we're going to prepare ourselves. You're going to prepare yourself. I believe that God is sending this word. God has led me to teach on dating because you have a desire to, or you've been afraid to because of what has happened in your past. Or maybe you have this all or nothing mindset. This person has to be it. This has to be my roof. This has to be my Boaz. This has to be my Esther. I believe God is sending the word, has led me to teach along these lines because he wants to meet your needs in this particular area. You see, Jesus came so that we could have a, an abundant life. And that includes dating. That includes relationships. God wants us <clears throat> to enjoy an abundant life in our dating relationships. So we're talking about dating intelligence, and specifically, we're teaching from the subject ready or not, here I come. We're talking about dating read readiness. So here's the question. When are we ready to date? When are you ready to date? Well, I have five signposts in this lesson. Five signposts in this lesson that will give you some indication when you are ready to date. So let's jump right in. When are we ready to date? When are you ready to date? Number one, we are ready to date when we understand both the benefits and the pitfalls of dating. And in our last session, in session one, we talked about the pitfalls. We talked about the dangers of dating. I believe that we're only ready to date. You're only ready to date when you understand both the godly benefits and the, pin, the pitfalls for dating. You see, the benefits, and I gave you four or five different godly benefits of dating. I believe that the benefits serve as a legitimate motivation. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted you to motivate. I wanted to motivate you to not be afraid of dating. I don't think the solution to the pitfalls and the dangers is not dating. I think the solution is simply biblical dating intelligence. So you must understand the godly benefits of dating, but you must also understand the pitfalls and the dangers of dating. Because when you and I understand the pitfalls and the dangers of dating, we will proceed with caution. Now, listen at this. Proverbs 22, 3. Proverbs 22, verse 3. And the New Living Translation says, A prudent person foresees danger and takes precautions, but the simpleton, the simpleton goes blindly on 
and suffer the consequences. A prudent person, a wise person, foresees dangers. Notice when we understand that there are dangers, we will proceed with caution. But a caution is not a stop sign. It's not a red light. It means in the traffic transportation world, it means proceeding through the intersection with caution. You're looking both ways. And that's what you should be doing in your dating relationship. You should be proceeding with caution. Not just appreciating the benefits, because if you only see the benefits, personal benefits, you end up in selfishness. But you should see how your dating habits can impact others in a positive or negative way. So you are ready, number one, when you understand both the benefits, godly benefits, and the pitfalls of danger of dating. When are we ready to date? We're talking about dating readiness, ready or not, here I come. That's the way some people approach it. I don't care. I'm just going to date and let the chips fall where they may. No, 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 no. We want to be ready to date. So when are we ready to date? Number two, when we understand God's order and alignment for healthy relationships. When we understand God's order and God's alignment for healthy relationships, then we are ready to date. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23 in the New Century Version. This is powerful. This will change your life. It says, Now may God himself, the God of peace, make you pure, belonging only to him. May your whole self, not part of yourself, but your whole self, spirit, soul, and body, be kept safe and without fault when our Lord Jesus Christ comes. Spirit, soul, body. Three parts, three levels. Spirit, soul, body. That's God's order. Spirit, soul, body. Come on, say that. Spirit, soul, body. We're talking about dating readiness. We are ready. You are ready to date when you understand God's order and alignment for healthy relationships. God has an order. He has an alignment that leads to healthy relationships. Now, let's look at an analogy, an illustration. The train, T-R-A-I-N, a train has an engine, cars, caboose. An engine, cars, caboose. The engine is up front leading the way. The cars are simply following the engine, and then the caboose comes at the end. 
When we look at this illustration in the light of dating and 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 3, then we see the engine of the relationship. The engine of the relationship should be spirit and soul, spirit and soul, spirit and soul. The caboose of the relationship, the car at the end of the relationship should be the physical level, the physical level. So in this relationship, if it's going to be healthy and when you're dating and you have biblical dating intelligence, you know that spirit and soul should be out front. Your spirit life, you should be conscious, although it's a friendship, but even those who you engage in friendship should have order and alignment because the people that you associate with will have an impact on your life. The Bible says, if you walk with wise men, you'll be wise, but a companion of fools will be destroyed. The Bible also says, be not deceived. Evil communication corrupts good manners. In other words, evil associations will corrupt your life. I've heard it put like this. Relationships will take you up or down, just like an elevator. Some relationships will take you up. Some relationships will take you down. So we're talking about friendship development, developing friends at the beginning of the relationship, at the, the engine of the relationship should be spiritual. It doesn't mean that the person that you're interacting with has to be a spiritual giant, but the person must have to have a hunger for the things of God. They must have a, a, Willingness to grow in God, a, a, a desire to make changes in their lives based off the word. And you want to be interacting with somebody who has some spiritual consciousness, a biblical consciousness and, and, and a receptivity to the scriptures, the Bible, the word. And then that's the spiritual part of it. That should be the guiding force in the relationship. You're not going to operate out of, outside of scriptural boundaries. But soul, the intellectual, uh, uh, the beginning of that relationship, you should be getting to know the person, getting knowledge about the person. That's the intellect. You should be, I want to observe this person. I want to listen to this person, talk to this person, get to know the person. And then at the caboose of the relationship should be that physical attraction. And at the very end of the relationship over in marriage, it should be physical intimacy. Now, here's the problem in many relationships. In many relationships, God's order is ignored. Alignment is off. So you, many Christians, unfortunately, 
put body, soul, and spirit. The spiritual part of their walk with God is at the very end, the caboose. And up front is body, that physical attraction and physical intimacy. So you have Christians who are motivated purely by physical attraction, and they become bonded and connected to people they don't know people that they don't know. And then they end up marrying people that they don't know. And that's a terrible position to be in, to be married to somebody that you don't know. You never took the time to get to know the person. And you put the physical attraction up front. Oh, he's fine. She's fine. I'm so attracted to him. I'm so attracted to her. And so physical attraction became the engine of the relationship. Engine of the relationship. And then you end up married to somebody that's fine, but you can't stand them. You can't stand to be with them, but they're fine. She's fine. He's fine. But you don't want to be with them. You put the physical attraction up front. That shouldn't be the engine because there are people who are physically attractive that you that are ugly in their character. They're ugly in their attitude. They're ugly in their positions. And you put up front physical intimacy, which is the worst thing you can do, because once you get physically connected to a person in sexual intimacy, then it distorts your image. You start thinking that physical intimacy is love. And I'm going to show you in this series, it has absolutely nothing. Physical intimacy, sex has absolutely nothing to do with love, especially if it's driving you. Physical attraction and physical intimacy shouldn't be driving the relationship. God's alignment is spirit, soul, then the caboose. Now, when are we ready to date? We're ready to date when we understand both the benefits and the pitfall of dating. We're ready to date, secondly, when we understand God's order and alignment for a healthy relationship. And then thirdly, we're ready to date when we are willing to allow our dating to be governed by biblical principles. We're ready to date when we are willing to allow our dating to be governed by physical, by biblical principles. And that's what Romans 12, 2 is talking about. And we quoted it, talked about it in our first lesson. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. Mind renewal is an exchange that leads to change. We brought into the world a worldly mindset. We got saved when we received Jesus in our spirits, but our minds are unsaved. So if we don't do something about our thinking, we will be a saved person behaving like an unsaved person. 
And so you have some Christians, I say they have compartmentalized Christianity. But your Christianity must shape behavior in every area of your life, especially including your dating relationship. And when Christianity, the biblical perspectives in Christianity and the Bible governs your dating relationship, there will be no sorrow, no hurt, no pain. Now, when are we ready to date? We're ready to date. Fourthly, when we understand the primary purpose of dating is friendship building, not marriage. We are ready to date when we understand the primary purpose of dating is friendship building. If you make that your purpose for dating, not marriage, not marriage. You know, this principle makes me think of something uh, about a philosophy that Coach Nick Saban has as it relates to Alabama football. I believe that Nick Saban, in my opinion, is the greatest college coach of all time. One of his basic philosophies is what has been called the process. And just an elementary view of that is, it's not about focusing on the end. It's not about focusing on the scoreboard. But this philosophy of the process is that you focus on every play, you do your job, every play, you function in your role, every play, play, and the end result will take care of itself. So many Christians are focusing on marriage, 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 marriage. Their focus is on the, on the end result. I want to be married, married, married. I think... When you change your focus from marriage to friendship building, you'll never waste your time. You'll never waste your time because in the end, you will always, if it never translates to marriage, you will always have a friend. I, uh, in college, had two opposite sex relationships, friendships with two different women at two different schools, and they became my best friends. Was nothing romantic about it, no sex involved in it, just pure friendship. And most of my friends, close friends, were females. You'll never waste your time if you're focusing on friendship and not marriage, you'll never lose out because at the very least, and, and maybe it's not proper to say that, but at the very least, you'll have a friend in the end. Now, listen at this. The strongest and most successful long-term friendships or, or relationships are those who that are based off true friendship. I'm going to say that again because that's so very important. The strongest 
and the most successful long-term relationships are those based on true friendship. That's a powerful statement. True friendship. Now watch this, because that should be your purpose of dating, to develop true friendships. True friendship as a friend, French, true friendships, pardon me, plural, as they progress are based off five different things. They're based off love, focusing on what's best for the other person. True friendships are based off shared interests, things that you have in common. They're based off, thirdly, open and honest communication. Fourthly, they're based off commitment. And then fifthly, they're based off helping the other person fulfill their potential. Now think about that. If you go into this dating thing to develop strong, true friendships, it will be characterized by love. You're focusing on the other person's best interests. It will be characterized by shared interests, things you both enjoy doing. It will be compa- uh, based off open and honest communication, commitment, and it will be based on a, a you're committing to develop the other person's character. You want to help that person become all that they can be. And then it's based off helping each other to fulfill their potential. Not marriage, friendship. Now watch this. Miles Monroe says something, though. The great pastor, teacher, who is now with the Lord, he says something very powerful. He said that don't marry your lover, marry your friend. Don't marry your lover, marry your friend. So many people marry their lover. They're good sex partners. They're attracted to each other, but they're not friends. Think about it. If we embrace the process All we're trying to do is to develop in our dating relationships strong friendships. And let's say we're, that's our motive, that's our intent, not marriage, just strong friendships. If down the road that friendship from a mutual perspective flips over into something romantic, flips over into the potential of this being my soulmate or my marriage partner, my life partner. Think about it. You will be moving in the direction with a friend. I've, you know, been married for over 43 years. We're nearing 44 in a few months. And I can honestly say that my wife is my best friend. And Pete and I was talking about it. And she asked me and we were asking each other, what do we think? One of the things that we believe is a key to a successful marriage is friendship. 
And I, I've said often that there's nobody on planet Earth I would rather be with more than with my wife, Pete. Friendship, friendship. If you are motivated in your dating by developing friendships, you'll never lose. Because if it never flips over toward marriage, all you have left is a friendship. If it flips over into marriage, then or translates or transmit into marriage, now you're marrying a friend. You're ready to date. Number five, when you don't need to date. You're ready to date when you don't need to date. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21. We, we want to look at that for a moment. This We're talking about signposts. When am I ready to date? You're ready to date when you don't need to date. Relationships cannot do two things. Relationships cannot do two things. Number one, a relationship cannot give you purpose. And number two, a relationship cannot bring you healing. Cannot give you purpose, cannot bring you healing. You're ready to date when you don't need to date. Let's talk purpose. A relationship. No relationship with a female, no relationship with a male can give you purpose. Proverbs 19.21 in the New King James Version says, There are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord that will stand. The plans of the Lord will stand. In the New Living Translation, Proverbs 19.21 says, You can make many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. No person, remember this, please remember this, no person, no human, no relationship can give you meaning and significance if you're looking for meaning in life in a person, if you're looking for significance in life in a person, if you're looking for purpose in a person, then you're not ready to date. Marriage cannot and should not be a destination in life. Oh, if I can just get married, if I can just have a life partner. If I can just have someone in my life, then I'm going to have significance. I'm going to feel fulfilled. I'm going to have meaning. No, you're missing it. You're not ready to date because a relationship cannot give you purpose. It cannot give you significance. It cannot give you meaning. Second, a relationship cannot bring you healing. It cannot. Maybe you've experienced rejection in your life. Maybe you've experienced disappointment in your life. Maybe you've gone through abuse in your past. Maybe you've been betrayed in your past. Maybe you are struggling with depression. Listen, a relationship cannot bring you healing. Jesus said in Luke chapter 4, verse 18, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. He has sent me to set at liberty those that are bruised. 
you see Jesus heals brokenness. Jesus set at liberty those that are bruised. Your rejection can only be solved through a relationship with Jesus. Your disappointment, your abuse, your depression, your hurt, your betrayal can't be a person can't bring you healing in those areas. A relationship will not make you complete. Colossians 2.10 says that we're complete in Christ. So if you feel that I'll be complete when I find Mr. Right or Ms. Wrong, then you're not ready to date because you're setting yourself up for disappointment. A relationship cannot bring you long-term happiness. If you're not happy now, you're not going to be happy with a relationship. You may be infatuated with a relationship. It may bring temporary relief, but it's not going to bring you happiness. If you're lonely, a relationship is not going to solve that problem because loneliness is deeper than a connection problem. Why you say that? Because there are many married people who are lonely. For years, I was lonely in my marriage. For years, my wife was lonely in our marriage. People, a person, a human won't solve that. So looking to an individual to bring you healing is an unrealistic expectation, and it plays a heavy burden on another individual that they cannot carry. Adam was complete within himself and in his relationship before Eve showed up. Now, a lot of people don't believe that. Adam was not incomplete in himself. He was complete in his relationship with God. He was complete in his relationship. Now, listen at this. Adam didn't know he had a need. Adam didn't say, you know what? Something missing in my life. No, he didn't even know. It was God that initiated that situation. It was God that says it is not good for the man to be alone. Adam was alone. He was not lonely. Alone and lonely is not the same thing. Alone simply means there was no one of his kind. There were no other humans. He was alone, not lonely. The Bible doesn't say, oh, Adam was so lonely, and God brought him somebody to help him with his loneliness. He was not lonely. Now, listen at this statement. I'm about to close now. When you can be alone and enjoy life, then you're ready. If you can be alone and enjoy life, then you're ready. A relationship, whether it's dating or marriage, should be a choice, not a necessity. It's a choice. So you're only ready to date when you don't need to date. You don't need a date to be happy. You don't need a date to enjoy yourself. You don't need a date to be significant and have meaning. You're only ready to date when you don't need to date. So let's summarize in our conclusion. When are we ready to date? We're ready when we understand both 
the godly benefits and the pitfalls of dating. Secondly, we're ready to date when we understand God's order and alignment for a healthy relationship. Thirdly, we're ready to date when we are willing to allow our dating to be governed by biblical principles. Number four, we're ready to date when we understand the primary purpose of dating is friendship building. And then fifthly and finally, we're ready to date when we don't need to date. We're not through. We just finished this lesson. I got more to talk to you about. So I want thank you for this second opportunity to share. We're talking on data and intelligence, and we'll pick this up in our next session. And I want to develop you so that you have high DI, high dating intelligence from a biblical perspective. I love you. Thank you for the opportunity to share with you this time, and I'll see you next time.